Beatty Chiver. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. When fate gripped you by the throat, there was nothing to do but grin. <laughs> that is also how I handle my deadlines. <laughs> so like me and Matt, we're basically the same. <laughs> basically the same person. <laughs> We are rereading the Wheel of Time books in honor of the TV show adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Today, we're finishing Crossroads of Twilight, chapter oh, 27 God. through epilogue. Thank, thank the old God. God and the new. Like, I cannot. I am so angry. If you were <laughs> the Discord, y'all know how mad I am about the ending of this book. But first, but first, but first, um, it was the most readable section we've had the entire time. The low bar, but yes. And I actually think there were like, I was having a good time until yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, so, well, we do have to get through one boring chapter. So chapter 27. <laughs> so we're still a parent chapter. Okay. Can I just say. The, the buildup for then yet again nothing nothing happens they winnow grain they take weevils out of like did literally like, anything else happen in this chapter so, so no. as a reminder Perrin is in this ghost town and wacky a, ghost town which like we already talked about the just the oh, pacing the absurdity pacing. of putting yeah. this chapter where it is <laughs> especially if nothing's gonna happen especially if nothing i take back all the stuff i said about putting this at the front of the book no because nothing happens but so he's like at this ghost town watching them take weevils out which i was like okay right um there's a lot again of like reluctant lord perrin like he's not sure why either side of him pretending to be unconcerned should settle anyone else's nerves but it seemed to we get it <laughs> okay we don't buddy. understand um <laughs> so he's watching them doing this he's trying to keep his people calm and he has this moment with Berylaine and Anora that is kind of weird. So strange. So strange. Berylaine has been pulled back from the the woman who's trying to get him to cheat on his wife yeah. <laughs> to political leader again. So that's exciting. Yep. yep. Um, competence. There's competence and there's frustration at the lack of leadership in this ghost town. Yeah. And... She thinks Perrin is concerned about the ghost town and is like, you can't save everyone. And Perrin is like, did it seem like I cared enough? Because I don't. <laughs> oh, it's poor so Perrin. Silly. It's um, so silly. Literally, he's like, did she think he felt guilty? <laughs> like, dude. But I think the interesting thing and the thing to pick up on is the strangeness between Honora and Berylaine. Yeah. Something is super weird there, um, clearly. Because, yeah. like, Berylaine and Honora are mad at each other. Um, well, Berylaine is, like, I love the, like, she's not as forthcoming as she once was, yeah. as I once thought she was. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, it's up to her to mend it. So it's basically, like, Anora sucks. She has to fix it. I'm not talking to her until she apologizes, <laughs> is, the, is deeply the vibes. Yes. 
And Anora's like, well, I'm doing what I have to do. And that's how things have to be, more or less. Um, and we still have no idea what is going on with Anora. None. Not a clue. Um, we don't know what's going on with anyone. No, we have no idea what's going on with anybody. We don't know what's going on with anybody. And so then some of the other Aes Sedai want to go in and, like, see what's going on. And Perrin's like, absolutely not. <laughs> no one go in there. There's right. something bad going on. Yeah. Like, and we need everybody with us to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the appropriators comes over and is, like, poorly disguising his attempts to talk to Perrin on the sly. And everybody's, yeah. like, laughing at him. Um, and he basically doesn't have much to say. Just, like, Balwer sends word and Perrin's like, okay, cool. Come see me, I guess. And it's a like cryptic message about his friend is traveling to sell his wares. Um, she's like, yeah, I don't, whatever. Yeah, whatever, that's man. It. And then they leave. And then they leave. And then they fucking leave. And they never deal with the ghost town. No, we just know was... that the ghost town exists. What? So like, great. Thanks. Okay. We it took two chapters to like declare that there are ghosts. Like that's all you and, wanted to do with and that. And they got their food, I guess. Like yeah, like cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so he goes back to the camp, and we have to yeah. get like eighteen million descriptions of everything in the camp again. Um, well, the, we... I think there's like the key here is that there's something has happened because yes. everybody is very very tense. Yeah, like. At first, he's like, oh, is it just people being quiet? Then he's like, no, no, <laughs> no, this is bad. Yeah. Um, And the big reveal is, which this was funny. Okay. So they're like, like, Perrin comes in through two river through the two river section. And it's like so weird. And then he finds out where Sulin's like, oh, the maidens brought in five Shido, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, oh, no. Who says that? Whatever. Daniel. Daniel says it. He's like, they brought in the five shadow. Also, Masima's with them. And yeah. Karen doesn't give a shit that Masima's there. But I was like, that seems important. Mm, yeah. That Masima was able to get there and is like already actively questioning these people. I don't know. But Perrin was like, whatever. What's not important anymore? Well, no. I feel like it should be important given Perrin's whole thing and how bananas Masima is. Just from a survival and, like, safety standpoint Mm -hmm. seems important. But Perrin Perrin brushed aside Masima's presence inside the camp. Right. Right. What? Right. Right. Like, I get that he is, like, super focused on file. But they're like ostensibly still allies. Like they like Masima is weirdly ignoring the fact that they snuck into his tent and stole the letter about right, but cooperating with like, the Shanchen. Wouldn't you be like, huh, that's not good. I mean, Perrin is fully a disaster here. And yes. I think what we're meant to understand is that like he actually does feel guilty about So Harbor. And he probably like totally. he is concerned about Masima, but like he's so in this weird headspace that like everything else is just I know noise. it's just annoying. But I agree with you that like a- as a reader, I'm just like, what are you doing? What is going on? Like I don't understand. So then uh, then we get this deeply, like we're so deep in his head, and I honestly don't think the writing works very well for a lot of this. Um, there's like uh, two full pages where you're just like. 
what like it's just it, it's he's having all these thoughts so he finds out um basically they're like you're gonna have you can torture the shido stone dogs but like you're not gonna get very much information mm-hmm. um, but you're gonna have to torture them to get whatever you want so he goes to where the shido are being held and they are being tortured in a disgustingly described way that includes it's pretty like, intense hot coals on a man's skin who's stretched out so they're like melting into his stomach. Ooh. And he's it's the guy that Perrin uh, chased off when he rescued Talonvor and Morgaze mm-hmm. and all of those. The ear collector guy um, is doing it. And Masima is just like. Everybody's just hanging out and watching, and Perrin's like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that." So he well, I think up. what's what's important is Aram is there yes. and is is standing beside Masima, mm-hmm. and we've been watching Aram. Oh, I sort see what of, you mean. Yeah, he's like sort of been like, ra- like he's been radicalized with violence and yes. all these other things, and so he's standing next to Masima. Being like, it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Half pleading, half demanding. And like the image, it's very clear. Like he was on Masima's other side, clutching the edges of his green cloak as if to keep his hands from the sword on his back. Right. And I think this is a turning point for Aram okay. is what this read like to me. Mm-hmm. Because he is, like so far he's been like, we have to say file. I'm with mm-hmm. you, Lord Perrin. I want to do all these things. But this is a moment where he is like advocating for this like horrific violence but it's in the name of file is what it is still in the name of file but i think putting him the way robert jordan puts him next to Mm -hmm. masima i think is very telling that's you're probably right um Um, so yeah and so you know the i like the i said you're standing everybody's standing around and looking and um perrin so perrin is interfering and so he you know removes the coals and he ungags this guy and of course the guy is not going to tell him anything he starts singing you know um and perrin's like all i want to know is like do you remember capturing these people and the shido again not cooperating so then, and then you get this like over and over parents, like cyclical thoughts. And I understand why, but I don't think it worked that well. Really? I actually think this works. This is for the part me. I don't think worked well. Huh. I think it worked for me because for once it, it felt like we were actually seeing the effect of the, the, Perrin sort of not waffling but like oh, yeah. losing it yes like we're finally seeing it mm. like actually have real consequences mm. in a way that we haven't for like three yeah. books yeah no. and so this short bit actually worked because it leads to action mm. like it leads to like when he like cuts that guy's yeah, yeah, yeah. That was intense. He goes through this whole thing, this like whole paragraph of the repetitive of like, Mm -hmm. it had to be done. They'll yield slowly. He's repeating things that people Mm -hmm. have said to them. He's picking up the judgment from people around him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have to be willing and able to hurt stone, embrace pain. And then he cuts the guy's hand off. Yeah. So like, it really worked for me, actually, that that section, just because it did feel like building to an actual culmination right as opposed to building and then nothing happens that's what usually happens i think at this point i'm so 
immune to the attempts to build things because I don't believe they're going anywhere. Right. So I'm mostly skimming. And so all of it and the pacing is still so off that like nothing is landing for me at this point. That's so fair. a little bit my fault. And then a little bit also just the I way mean, <laughs> the book has been training me to read. I mean, that's so, the key is like yeah. you've been conditioned throughout this whole book. Mm. And I think I wonder if it would have worked if we weren't taking two week breaks between reading maybe but i don't know i actually don't think it would have worked no for me i don't think if so. we hadn't been no, i think yeah. because we took right. a two week break so like the only thing i was mad about was right. like, not dealing with so harbor yeah 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 so then ridiculous. this right okay. i was like oh shit something is finally fucking happening well and i agree with that i totally agree with that and like i think this is a really great moment actually because perrin you know it's a parallel for rand yes rand like trying to make himself hard and do the hard things and you have to be hard and now perrin is you know getting to that point and then some um and uh obviously the stakes are different but like well not only are there stakes but isn't it interesting though that the contrast is different like he we are we are seeing him contrasted against quote-unquote stopping torture he stops the torture right he like comes in and he's the guy and they're making Mm -hmm. fun of him and they're like you know oh i guess you don't want your wife back right but he stops the torture and then he cuts the man's hand off and it yep. actually provides a much harder mm-hmm. uh, punishment but like seeing that sort of like contrast of quote-unquote softness yeah it almost made it worse not yeah. worse but like right yeah. it made it like no it's it feels really un- like it's very deeply uncomfortable in a way that yes. I think is I think is it's meant to be and I think I it's agree. good for the moment I just, again, everything is so uneven that I'm just, I'm not, it's but, not landing for me, but yes, I agree with that. Um, well, just in terms of the, like, in the paralleling with Rand's, yeah. you know, which has been, like, sort of a slow build, mm-hmm. this is, like, a first scene, I think, where we see that from yeah. Karen. But it should have been a build. I like, agree. It really, like, he's been stuck at a character rep for, like, two No, books, I agree and, wholeheartedly. You know, this is just, we've been hitting those same notes of, like, Perrin doesn't know how to be a lord. Perrin doesn't yeah. know how to be a lord. Like, it's just, and he does have these moments, like, even at Dumai's Wells. Yes. Where he has to take action. But then the the character characterization doesn't change. It just goes back to well, Perrin doesn't was... know how to be a lord. So this, this I think, is finally we're moving. I, I think so. this next and... sequence is really yeah yes and this is like meditated in a way that he's Mm -hmm. often reactionary and of course he's reacting to the the uh hostages but he is thinking yeah and is very coldly you know when he says like i don't have time to show you how tough you are or how brave he's like thinking through what he's doing yeah yeah So, yeah, so he tells them, like, you know, I don't have time for this. So here's what we're going to do. And we're going to ask these questions. If you don't answer or your answers don't match, we're going to chop off body parts. And yep. then we're not going to kill you. We're just going to leave it you. Got, it got very Princess Bride. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is so Princess Bride right now. It was, <laughs> like, I, in the, fact, like, my exact. I'll find a village. <laughs> Yes. to leave you in and the last thing you'll hear will be the cries oh, no, of the God. children like oh shit to the pain <laughs> <laughs> it felt very princess bride it's very princess bride. and so everybody now is like whoa what? <laughs> okay um so he walks away he just walks uh and i loved this moment <clears throat> so he throws the axe into a tree trunk 
And then he's like, you can come out now, alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Felt, you know what? It, it felt like, a, I mean, it's far too late, I think. Yeah. But it felt like a nice, like, sort of, not bookend, but coming full circle with Elias being the person who comforts Perrin in this yeah. moment, which is yeah. really nice because, which Rand does not have, mm-hmm. because Rand is not opening up to anybody and Indeed. Rand lost the only person he could have opened up to when Moiraine right. fell into the arch. So this was a really lovely moment, I thought. Yeah. Because we're finally like having the like axe talk that has been building since the first freaking book. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Elias is like, so what are you used to it yet? Like, do you like using it? And Perrin's like, no, but and he's talking so thoughtfully about what it feels like to fight and how he worries that it's like when you know somebody seizes the one power like he's comparing himself to the Ashaman and Elias is like "Mm, that's called adrenaline like that's the thing that's real um but also you know I don't think you have it in you to enjoy this ever and I was like oh and parents like I don't know if I believe you when he says I have like a heart next to when it's like it doesn't mean you like it and parents says I would like to believe that parents said simply I was like parents this is the most I've liked you in like seven books this is the parent that I love. This is the parent that I love. You get um, one sentence. I get one sentence every two books. And it's just like. More like every five oh, books. Let's so be real. Burn. Um, <laughs> so they're both just sitting there looking at the axe, which is, it's such a, it is such a great moment. That it moment really is. really did land for me. Um, and so uh, Neild, uh, who is one of the Ashman and Aram show up. Um, and, uh, they're like, so yeah, the shadow talked, um, they never saw any of the women. Should we find more? Like, or we could well, try the coals again. And you're like, gross. Aram. I know. And Ella, Ella is, is like, that's not going to work. And that's then Aram's like, well, then we have to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Bro. Relax. Oh, and parents like, or we could just guard them. Um, and uh, so parent gets up to go, and he like just leaves the. Axe. He leaves the axe. I was not prepared for that. I was like, oh, holy shit! I know. Like he so often has like been worried about this and like tried to set it down, only to pick it back up. I was not prepared for him. Like, I was not ready. No. And that's when you see like the actual consequences yeah. of his choices in a mm. way. And, like, I don't mean it in the negative way, but we get right. to see actual, like, to your point, like, character change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a new it's beat. Wild because he's realized that that big moment he had mm-hmm. where he made this choice and he made this hard choice was all for naught. Right. Right. Uh, so then, excuse me. This was wild. I know. Three days later, uh... Bulwer catches up to him and he's like, Look who I found. It's Talonvor. I was wondering what happened to Talonvor. So. I did forget Talonvor existed. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I was like, Oh shit, Talonvor. Oh, yeah, Talonvor. Talonvor. <laughs> um, and he he's also... like, uh, So the Shanshin are looking for the ILT. Everybody, is... everything is I pushing know. people to work with the Shanshin. It's like, 
Robert Jordan, aggressive. I see your agenda. Yeah, aggressive. <laughs> like, can you relax a little? He cannot. I'm going to have thoughts on that in a second when we okay. get started on the next few chapters. But mm. like, yes, it was very much like the sunshine in here. They're looking for the Shido. Maybe we should work. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Perrin's like, of- uh, I guess sit down and tell me about it. And I think it's clear that the beat is meant to be. He is so desperate that like he's absolutely yes. going to do this. Like he's yes. 100% going to do this. Which um, I, I appreciate like this notion that Robert Jordan is showing us that they are, it is out of sheer desperation yeah. needing to work with these people. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of yes. situation. However, there are going to be some points in these Matt chapters mm-hmm. that I'm like side-eyeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was, uh, before I got to this <laughs> chapter, I texted Jed and I was like, I swear to God, if the only Matt chapters we got was the bullshit at the beginning of this book, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and then I turned the page and was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like sending like zipper face emotion. <laughs> I'm not telling you um but yes so we're back with matt and the circus where nothing has happened where nothing has happened literally nothing has i did really enjoy these chapters though like a lot i did i did um when it got to actual stuff yeah so he's he's still with the circus they're still like uh, oh God, are the are the, are you sure no one's chasing mm-hmm. us? And, and you know, Matt's still irritated. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like everyone is frustrated. It's raining. Everyone's miserable. They don't want to be here anymore. It's mm-hmm. taking too long. There's a lot of pages of this. So many. That's why I'm like, yeah, it was okay. They, like, I mean, again. a lot of it is like his anxiety because mm-hmm. the sunshine will come in and search and. Yeah. He's like not sure. It's like a little bit of a reminder because Robert Jordan's like, it's been seven hundred pages. <laughs> so let me tell you again, <laughs> all the stuff that's going on. All Luca, the stuff. Luca wants to get one giant tent, and I was just like, like, "All okay. right, Robert Jordan." Okay. Um, so they get to some village, the Aes Sedai, and there's like a lot about the Aes Sedai and mm. the um, uh, Sanshan and how they interact, and it's awful. Um, but I love this moment where Matt is watching and he's so irritated because Matt is watching the Aes Sedai go into this village and he's like, oh my God, if anyone sees you, we're so screwed. And then Noel pops up and he's like, I wonder what they want. And Matt's like, (laughs) it's very like in Lord of the Rings when Mary Pippin and Sam run into the meeting and Elrond's like, disappears again like one day we're gonna know what's up with noel someday look forward yeah because like he's like what's going on and that's like well i'm gonna find out and then he disappears again um so he goes to the wagon where the Aes Sedai and the Saldam are staying together that also has uh Tuan and Seleucia in it right or is they or that's a separate wagon they're in a separate wagon with a what's her face from the inn Right. So then, so the Shanchen, the, you know, Saldam are like trying to brown nose Matt and be like, here's everything that we learned. And that don't you think, don't, wouldn't you like to reward us by letting us release these eyes to die? This is, so this is sort of like, 
as much as Robert Jordan was like, look how desperate everyone is. They have to work with the Sanchan. He spends the entire section with Matt, with Matt minimizing and downplaying what the Sanchan actually do. Yeah. And joking about it yes. in a way that's like uncomfortable Agree. and feels out of character. Yeah. And like, I understand this idea of like when you've been around something, mm-hmm. when a character has. You're trying to show that they've become accustomed to a certain thing. Right. But this is not something to become accustomed to for a character that is supposed to be sort of a righteous hero who doesn't stand for people getting hurt. Or like, because I think the issue here is that even in the past when he's treated, when he's made a joke out of things, it's because he's uncomfortable. And then he always does the right thing. That's what I mean, right? But here he's making jokes that actually like dismiss exactly instead of showing his uncomfortableness with what they're doing so yes i agree with you like the jokes are pointing in the wrong direction here Mm -hmm. like it's very in him to joke about this stuff but but not the the impact and the motivation of the joking is sort of flipped right like he'll joke and then complain exactly and then then do the right thing right And like and not be like, oh, I'm just considering that this is right. actually would be better. And you're like, but like no, no what? No, what is sir? happening? It was so off-putting and yeah. so like, I was like, this is character assassination. It does, I, w- I want to agree though, because I mean, I think you're right. People, can, I mean, I know for myself, you can get used to anything and like, yeah. you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. But like Matt, historically, like even when he's character. repeatedly exposed to things, he doesn't. And like, we saw him risk his life and his plan exactly. to free the Windfinders when he but was leaving. The, so it's, it just is, it doesn't really work here. It doesn't um, work at all for I think, me yeah, I think there was another way to show his frustration with the Aes Sedai yes. and the situation they're putting him in than Without. the way that this went down. And I mm. think that was just like a, a a poor choice. Yeah, I agree. And there's an argument to be made for a character who like, for like Matt, who did do that, who ru- yeah. who like, you know, risked his own plans to save all these people who then just turned around and died. Yeah, right. right. Like, right where he's going through mm-hmm. a traumatic sort of response to it and yeah. is leaning that way, but it's not that either. It's not that either. It's, yeah. No. It's just these uncomfortable jokes mm-hmm. that don't work with who Matt is as a character yeah. in a way that I don't understand what Robert Jordan's goal was given both the, like given how in the previous section, he's like, I understand that the only way the sunshine can be accepted as allies mm-hmm. are in points of desperation right so then so now to... he's undercutting it exactly well matt is also a special case though because there's this whole two-on situation so like i wonder if his uh, intention yeah. is to show that like matt is sort of resigning himself to some things about the shantan which is gross side note because yes. he knows he's destined to marry two but that also doesn't feel like a it matt doesn't move. work so like i don't know it's weird yeah. Because he resists so yeah. much of her yeah. and yes. those pieces of her, he right. is consistently resisting. Yeah. And so that doesn't right. work. In so this for the sense. leashing to be the thing that he's decided to accept is just a weird, it doesn't weird, make sense. Weird yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And he does say at some point yes. where he's like, I wouldn't really let them do that. And then right. he sort of jokes like, really? Right. I mean, maybe, but really. Right. But again, right? this is the case where the jokes are usually pointed in a different direction. Right. And, and so, like, so, it's yeah. not that I 
genuinely think Matt would be like, yeah, leash no, them. Totally no. down with it. But it is weird. It's mm-hmm. just weird and I don't understand why. Yeah. Like usually I can be like, maybe this is why. Right. Or like there's a there's a reason I can see. But none of them, none of the ideas we've had. It's like, just Matt's up. turn yeah. to act out of character for plot reasons. Like truly. <laughs> but it there's is, not a plot reason his, for it. Well, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. That's true. We don't know that yet. Fair. Everybody else has had a turn for this. It is just we've been Matt has been safe, but it's not now it's his turn. Robert Jordan. <laughs> um, so he goes into this like the the uh wagon where the six of them are staying, and the I Sedai are, you know, we didn't do anything, and then the the right. Sanchan are like, no, really, they didn't. The girls didn't, Ugh. and it's super gross, and I hate them, and I felt really good when something happens later. Yep. Um <laughs> and they do say, like, we can put the we can put the leashes back on them. Mm. And Matt's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You should give them to me and I'll get rid of them. Mm. And I was like, why didn't you just fucking yes. take them? Why didn't you take them? Oh, what is wrong with you? Why do they still have them? Why do they still have them? Because they could put them on the Aes Sedai at any moment. Like this is this is the dumbest. Like it's so oversight. He'll say things like, you know, he's updating them. Like, can you guys be careful? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not even 30 miles away. There are Sanchan everywhere. Any curses. And then there's this line, like, he gave an apologetic look to the three Sanchan women. They were on his side, after all, in a manner of speaking. They had nowhere else to go except a guillotine. And they had realized, and they had realized who had the money. And I'm like, how are you yeah. feeling sorry for these people? Especially when they clearly show no remorse or no mm. uh, no attempt to change. And you know how they treat people. You've been to what they call the kennels. Like, you yes. saw these things. Yep. So it's so bizarre. Yeah. And I don't know if it's part of the whole, like, they're women. I have to act a certain way. But yeah. it doesn't track. It's no. so strange. Yeah. Um, and then there's just he gets they give him some updates though. It's like mm-hmm. they're just talking about how the army is going to be sent to Ilian, mm-hmm. which is not in the same direction, right? As they're going. where Matt's going. So he's like, "Oh, good. I mean, not good, but like good. Right. Good for we, us. <laughs> you don't have to deal with them then, right? Um, yeah. Then it's just like a lot yeah. of like them going back and forth, and Matt's like, "I just want you to stay put, man. Right. Please, just like don't get discovered, please, and things. Just please for the best. Like, <laughs> I mean, what's annoying is like Robert Jordan still does kind of know how to be funny here because mm-hmm. he'll be like, um, "Don't flaunt yourselves. Just stay low. That isn't so much to ask, is it? Next paragraph. It was, it was too, too much to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep." Yeah, it's not all bad. It's just there there are these jarring notes. It's just that one yeah. one specific point. Yeah. Um and yeah, this is where I like in the next page is where I got really irritated with it. Mm. Cause he's like talking about how Bethamine and and uh Rena and mm-hmm. whomever are like and Seda are like uh leery of the Aes Sedai yeah. and how they treat them and all of these things. And there's this strangeness. Okay, so in this paragraph uh, where he's like, they're talking about how the townsfolk have reacted to settlers, mm-hmm. the Sanchan settlers, right? And he says, many of the settlers were nervous, their heads full of tales about Savage Isle ravaging Altara, uh, though the local people all said it was just up north somewhere. 
an alliance had been concluded with someone powerful who was expected to give the High Lady Surath access to many lands. Do we think that's Rand or Masima? Yeah. I think it could be either, genuinely. Right? Right. But then he goes on to say, um, they, you know, the Sanchan never quite got around to handing him the Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it was like the minimizing. This notion mm-hmm. of like having, just talking about the settlers, like it's this thing. It's, I don't think Robert Jordan is intending this, which is what's frustrating, but it's the, like you were saying, it's like you can get used to anything mm-hmm. and just sort of accepting that this colonization is happening mm-hmm. in this very weird, understated way yeah. when we have seen the horrors mm-hmm. of what these people will bring to people who can channel. Mm-hmm. Even though we know he's also told us like people are genu- generally pretty happy or right. like fine they're left alone for the they're most left part. alone as long as you're not the ones they're targeting you're fine exactly yeah so it's just jarring to see though this perspective come from matt from matt yes exactly yeah yep and i also really hated this line uh the leashes and the three soldam were the only real lever he had with the eyes to die gross Matt Ew. gross also why not just let them go like you, we, there's no reason you need to keep them with you like you your well, he, goal was to free them he thinks he's keeping them safe I know that but I'm just saying like no I agree no so bananas like that is it doesn't make a, sense it does it's a banana sentence to write it doesn't make sense it's no. so out of character yeah it's he has far more reason to hate this on Sean than yeah. he does to hate Aes I mean, it, it, oh, I just can't even. So none of it makes any sense. Right. Um, so he's like talking about everyone. Tom keeps mooning over that note from Moiraine. We yep. still don't know what that says, right? No, we don't know what it says. Okay. Uh, which Matt doesn't understand. There's more about Julian and uh, Amathera. Amath- Amathera. Yep. Um, and then he got he recruits Noel to follow the, the Soldam and the Aes Sedai. And Noel. And Noel's like, are you sure we shouldn't just kill <laughs> And Matt's like, what? No. <laughs> and I think it was meant to be this, like, like intense moment. Because yeah. then it's like, Matt's only killed one. But I was like, that's really funny. Right. It's such a random, um, yeah. Yeah. But then it turns into a really serious, like, oh, he'd already killed woman and left yeah. another to be butchered. He wasn't. So, like, we're referencing trauma, but in this, like, very, like, very flippant lead in and you're like yeah um yeah so julian says it seems surath might have made an alliance with some king which makes mm -hmm. me think it's rand yeah right yep 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 yep. yep. i don't know it just keeps going uh about there's a lot about Julian and Tom. Yeah, their uh, moods like, uh, uh, accounting to nothing. Um, and I don't think Tom actually has any dialogue. He does. He there's this line here. Oh, here, here, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where soldier. he's like, yeah, the settlers have been sent east, and like, looks like the Shantan are going after Ilian. You're like, cool yeah. story, bro. Great. It's just a lot of Matt. Like, we need to stay under the radar. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, and he's he not gambling. Right. He's not talking to barmaids. And like, I think. What? I think this is meant to be like, oh, look, Tuan really is the one for him because he's not even like flirting oh, I didn't with anyone. Read it that way at yeah, all. I, I read, read it, it as Matt being like, if I can do it, why can't <laughs> they do it? 
because he ties it directly into like he you know nods coolly to the tavern mates he's not drinking after all he had work to do back at the show and yeah, the work that it goes right into is him courting Tuan. I it is but I think it's I think it's both maybe I mean it's both it's both like because he spent right. 10 yeah, pages complaining both. about everybody right right, right. and um, this is him like well if I I it's this to me is actually kind of funny in the sense that he's like well if fate says I have to marry her then I have to marry her and I may as well do it in the way that I want to do it I do feel I'm still not convinced by this like total resignation and like leaning into the marrying her part like I know that he we've been like seeing him like get more and more resigned about all kinds of things but this I, I it doesn't a hundred percent work for me it only works for me if I think about their fight at the end of the last book mm. and how he was like, of course, of course, right. and have that moment where he right. just starts laughing because right. he realizes who she is right? right. and is like, well, I shit. can't win. I can't, I can't win. win. Yeah, and that's so fair. Within that context, okay. it works for me because that is a man who is like, there's no way out of this. Can't beat him. Might as well join him. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I loved this moment where he's like, <laughs> he's like a guillotine. I need you to come with me. <laughs> he need, he needs you to come, but also just this the aside of like how he and Doman have been flipping for the other bed. Yeah. <laughs> and Doman was like. That's great. Until Matt had won four times straight, and then the fifth night, the coin landed on its edge three times in a row, <laughs> and then they just started taking turns. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, being like a guillotine, needing a guillotine to come so that someone else could, so Tuan could be mad at someone else, <laughs> felt so perfectly mad. Yes, it was. That's this was this was very um blunderingly charming. I thought right. um... I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And Iggyanian's like, what do you need to see her? <laughs> right. Just like narrowing her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like, what answer could he give that did not sound insane? <laughs> this is what I mean. I feel like he is just like, yeah, like fully resigned into this. And it, yeah. it actually very, very much works mm-hmm. for me. That's fair. Um, yeah, so they go, he has like this like bag around his neck with something inside mm-hmm. of it that he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. <laughs> like, buddy, you're so bad at this. Truly. <laughs> um, so he goes to the wagon that, uh, Suan, nope, Suan, Tuan and Satal and Seleucia are staying in. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're playing with Olver and Noel is there and he's been like telling his stories, his Noel stories. Um, And then Noel suddenly is like reciting a thing that's clearly about Matt from the the dragon. Noel's like, oh, now I remember as soon as Matt sort of gets in basically. Because uh, he says, fortune rides like the sun on high with the fox that makes the ravens fly. Luck his soul, the lightning his eye. He snatches the moons from out of the sky. Who could it be? Who is this Ooh. about? Ooh, I wonder. And, I wonder. And he's like, oh, it's from the prophecies of, dra- of the dragon. And that just goes, very interesting. Please shut up. <laughs> um, and he has these colors things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't know why it's, you know, I guess it's 
theoretically even like a mention of the dragon maybe does I the, guess the brand color thing um but anyway he's like yeah let's not do the prophecies tonight yeah it's we? the last thing on earth he needed was anybody else linking him to the prophecies. <laughs> oh my reluctant hero i love oh, you no. <laughs> and then uh tuan is like still calling him toy which i'm so over it um yeah I don't and like so that. she's like all right you know let's yeah Oliver probably needs to go to bed um and then also like why are you here matt like i also need to go to bed like what do you want mm-hmm. and so he <laughs> presents her with the necklace that he spent like more than a horse's worth amount of money and she's like, this is a dead rat. Why would you give this to I know. me? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's so expensive. He was really proud of finding it. And she looks at it and just immediately gives it to Seleucia, <laughs> yeah. who is sneering. Tuan says, or Tuan, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Uh, Tuan says, it does not suit me. Would you <laughs> like it, Seleucia? And Matt's smile slips. And I know this could be a moment where you're like, ugh, Tuan, but Matt also is like manipulating oh, the yeah. situation. 100%. So I'm not mad at No, her. they deserve each other in this moment. Right? I mean, I don't like how they pull a Guianine into it, though. No, they go very... full mean girl on a Guianine. Um, I mean, it's full Tuan sunshine. and Seleucia. Yeah, they do. It's really. Which uh, again, this is a moment where I'm like, Matt. Right pay attention what are like why like, are why, you down with this why is this not only why are you down why are you surprised by I this know. like that is the thing that's to me when there he's so like oh my god yeah but what what was he expecting uh, well he had, there's this like part of him that it feels like he's deliberately ignoring and deliberately shoving down pieces of it yeah. so like to your point of like well i have to be with this right. woman so right but it makes him seem in the same way where we're like Egwene is not Egwene, pay attention to your surroundings. Yes. It's like Matt, you're not this person. Right. Like this is making you seem less than who you are. Right. Again, plot reasons mm-hmm. is my suspicion. So yeah. yeah so then Tuan and Seleucia are so nasty to Egwene. Um, and they make her like grovel to leave the wagon which we've this. seen the sunshine do we've seen surath do it to people we saw it like we've i know seen but i just scenes. like it's so it's it's just so nasty i no, can't I come up with a different word and it's such an odd beat too for like because again matt is like willfully ignoring what's going on in front yes. of his face and then we're supposed to like be cheering on his courtship of tuan you know what's weird like this? is like, that what? it's not just matt there's a line where he yeah. looks at, like, it starts happening. Satal is also. And Satal yeah. is just like, don't. Right. Like, he, like, he, she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's very strange yeah, for I... this woman whose home was upturned. Yeah. Because of this. Yes. To now be like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm down with this. This. Is, this is happening. This is fine. And this normal. is just it. Because, like, they have the power in this situation. Right. Theoretically. Tuan and Seleucia don't. Right. And, and yet. 
And yet, and I guess this is supposed to be an, an illustration of how like commanding Tuan's presence is that she can no. like, turn any situation to her advantage, but I hate it. <laughs> but there's a way to do it that doesn't involve this. And if it's yeah. Robert Jordan being like, don't forget who she is. Well, yeah. Great. But it doesn't come across then that way. It doesn't because he doesn't let Matt live in that moment right. of don't forget who she is. Yeah. Yeah. Like Matt is just flabbergasted. He's just annoyed that she didn't like on. the necklace. Like he yeah. doesn't give a shit about how she's behaving. He's just sad that she didn't like his present. Yeah, it's not good. It's no bueno. All of it is so strange. Um, yeah. The only point he resists here is the calling him toy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. And he resists participating. Yeah himself but he doesn't do anything he doesn't do anything and then when they he leaves the wagon he's like what's the matter with you like why would you bow to her and you're like don't make her like this is not her fault well that's the thing is like he is this i think to me was not him like he wasn't like this is your fault Mm. he literally doesn't understand why she acted the way she did Mm -hmm. because he can't wrap his head around such a foreign concept of having that much ingrained in you Mm. of how to act but again i'm Mm -hmm. like you have been around these people yeah for months Mm -hmm. you know what they're like and if you're not learning it then that to your point is like plot necessitated Mm -hmm. stupidity yeah i was like good for you again though she chucks the necklace like away from her yeah yeah because Suan basically, what Suan did was basically take her out of the blood. Yeah, she she demoted her essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just rough. Yep. Uh, so yes, so now we get Matt's campaign to court to in a different way, and so he starts giving Celucia, uh, like, you know satin flowers like fabric flowers while he's playing stones with tuan yes like he comes to play like stones with her Mm -hmm. uh and you know what sucks is i actually really liked this like if it was same without that horrible part of the beginning yeah this was such like a lovely way to see why the two of them are actually like compatible Mm -hmm. in the way they interact and in right and how she surprises him and how he surprises her is so lovely yep and it's just all flawed because of the system Robert Jordan has created. And I want that to be deliberate, but it doesn't feel I don't think it is. intentional in a way that makes sense. So, no. Yeah. Because Matt's whole thing, and I actually really liked how we get to see this through Matt's perspective mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is the strategy. You right. adapt, you change, you keep people on your toes. Mm-hmm. And seeing him adopt that for courtship was so fun. Yes, it's so- I agree usually you know for battle Mm -hmm. or for all these other things and so it was just like really fun to see him in this sweet mode of like i'm gonna use this to get this girl to like me yeah yeah like it was cute it was cute i I totally agree with everything totally agree with all of it um so yeah so he on this like uh, he does this a number of times and then Mm -hmm. he brings these like red silk rosebuds um, and instead of giving them to Seleucia, he puts them next to uh, Tuan. He doesn't actually give them to her, but he just like mm-hmm. puts them down next. And she's like, oh, I guess you do play stones well. Um, and then she's like, all right, you're going to start taking me on walks. 
<laughs> I Never like I like the this. Walks. I like the like consistently Matt is like, has she figured me out? Yeah. Does she, she know what I'm doing? Um yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. Cause yeah, she's like and I actually really like the way Robert Jordan is writing the two of them. You mm. know, it's it's very it's like quiet in a yeah. way. You know, yeah. it's like I wish you to take me on walks after dark will do. Uh her eyes touch the cluster of rosebuds, then rose to his face. And it's like these little sweet moments that he's actually quite good at. Mm-hmm. And then Matt's like, why does it feel like he's losing control of the situation? Because <laughs> now you have to take her on walks in the dark, dude. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. And so, and he's like trying to get her to talk about herself. And instead she just gets him to talk about himself on these walks now. I know it's cute. He's like talking about the two rivers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, so your dad trades horses. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Toy. Ugh. Ugh. And he's like, I'm a gambler. And then Tuan says, my father calls himself a gambler. He died at wager. <laughs> it's just such a like, funny moment because Matt's like, now oh, what the fuck do I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think that was supposed to be funny, but it, it made me laugh really hard. Yeah. And then and then we have this again another off moment where they're like passing the lion cages on mm-hmm. another night. Um and he's like, "Well, what do you do for fun? Just for fun." And she says, "Oh, I train horses and domine." This felt pointed, right? Yeah. This felt like this felt Robert Jordan being like, "Matt, remember mm. who you're talking to." because but then he's like he like he's like he's comparing he's following along with her like treating comparing them to i know because he says it might be war horses if she trained bloody dominate for fun that is not the response you're supposed to have it's not the response you're supposed to have (laughs) and it doesn't feel like the response matt would have no he would be like that's uh, gross yeah but i do think the other reason i think it comes up here is because then with the rena thing yeah it's that's just so matt's like oh shit she can channel right Um, fair enough or she could learn to channel or she could learn she she has she has the capability she has the capacity yeah um and then she's like how many women have you kissed right and then matt's like oh it looks like it's gonna rain time time to go in we should go we should go now and she starts laughing at him Mm. And, so people, um, and then again, is like, people are talking about how you're courting her and we're supposed to be like in love and on the run. And then we find out. Yes. She's like, you can't possibly think she'll complete the ceremony. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you called her your wife three times. You didn't know? <laughs> if you each say it, if she says that you're her husband three times, you're married. Right, right. <laughs> and then he just starts laughing he's like but i didn't mean it so it doesn't count and also that was forever ago and she's like no 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 you have a year like this is super normal <laughs> and then he's like well shit now i know that tuan's just fucking with me basically yes. <sighs> and then he doesn't go back to the wedding yes. for two days yeah and this is where we're seeing the like he's doing this but he is reluctantly yes. doing this it. was like, felt is... like a very correct matt note to me yes like this is very much resignation yeah yeah um, reluctant resignation reluctant resignation it's 
so then, then Pips mentioned. I know. I was just going to say. So then Pips returns. Matt uh, is riding Pips. Uh, they're on their way to a new uh, town. And there are mm-hmm. Shanshin everywhere. Like and he's everywhere. trying not to get noticed. Um. And then the like they cross this river, and one of the wagons is it's the one that uh Tuan is in, and he looks over and he sees that Tuan and Salusi are sitting outside of the wagon, like they're cloaked and hooded. But he's like, Oh fuck. Like and he's they, like the dice start rolling the in dice his head. are rolling, yeah. And he's like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's Torakin around. There's officials. It's very scary. Like he's like literally, we're all gonna die. Like all they have to do is say one word, and we're and all it's gonna like, die. So screwed. But then Tuan never says anything. Mm-hmm. And it's great though because he's watching this and he's like, she could do anything. She could murder me right now. She just one word. Mm-hmm. And then it's Tuan never said anything. And then it's that was when Matt really knew there was no escape for him. Mm-hmm. She was going to set the hook. All right, she was just biding her time. Yeah. Uh, so then Tuan dem- makes a demand, a mystery demand. That I don't know why, make, because like, we find out three pages. pages. I don't so understand. Stupid. It's so silly. Um, well, a man had to trust the woman he was going to marry. I'm like, what the fuck did she ask for? Um, and so the chapter ends. The, the, it's a great chapter ender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. He like he was considering her request and then he tells her that he'll do whatever the hell it is and she smiles and the dice stop. Like but it's key that yeah. the dice stopped after, after she, she smiled. smiled. And which Matt is, puts it all together. Which is wild. Yeah. Um so then the next chapter it like kicks off immediately with whatever they're doing which mm-hmm. spoiler alert they it's want clothes. Town to buy a dress like they oh my god. They just want to buy clothes. Like, like why did that have is. to be such a fucking mystery Ugh. so matt is talking about how he's finally wearing decent clothes again <laughs> because he needs to look the part uh-huh but it's not gaudy like Luca. no he's need- like but he's stylish. like missing some embroidery but at least there's a little bit of lace <laughs> um and so they're going and again canyon is like oh shit you really think you can marry her <laughs> and matt is like she's like you're mad and matt grins at her and he's like the question is does she mean to marry me mm. the strangest people marry sometimes <laughs> and he's just sort of like it feels like this is this matt is just sort of losing it right he's like just well and the dice are going again. The dice are the just dice going. are going again. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it is very much. I do think Robert Jordan writes this whole notion well of like, um, it left him wondering whether he held her captive or she held him. And this is where the quote comes from: "When fate gripped you by the throat, there was nothing to do but grin." He is fully resigned, yeah. and he's met his match. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Is what we're finding. Yeah. And the what he's leaning on with all of this is that they had their chance to betray him. And right. They and didn't. they didn't. Right. And so right. he's like, fine, let's go in and get you some clothes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so they're drawing it out hugely. Like they've yes. been, you know, like they go and, um, Oh, right. First, they have to dismiss the extra people um, and get through the the gates. Uh, and so um, there's just a lot of pages of like, it takes them forever to get to the town. Yeah, they get to the town and like, 
there is this moment though when they're walking mm-hmm. and Matt's like, oh, oh yeah, there's right. so many people on the street and he's like moving and trying to get out of the mm-hmm. way. Um and Tuan is like, are you practicing to dance? <laughs> and that's like, what are you talking about? He's about to point out how crowded it is, but then he looks and the road is empty. So now Matt is also seeing ghosts, obviously. Uh, to, again, to, point, to no point, to, to no, no purpose. Point. It's just, this is where Robert Jordan was like, okay, in the next book, I'm going to do this. So in yeah. this book, I need to drop in a few instances of ghosts here and there. And there's been discussion in the Discord about how, like, people's theories are this was all material that was cut from the last book, but there was so mm. much of it that they just made it another book between the last book and Knife of Dreams. And, like, I was like, it can't be. And then I got to the end of this one, I was like, that's totally scans and i hate it like it doesn't <laughs> it's all set up it's all it set is up. it that is an entire book, book of setup. setup oh my god anyway all right so they finally get into the town um and the dice are going and matt's just like what the hell is gonna happen like this is so stressful and he knows there's no shanshin in the town because but he did they okay. did recon but he says no doubt the Sunshine would get around to installing some sort of official here eventually. And I'm like, what is up with I this, know. like, just acceptance? Mm-hmm. It's so baffling to me, the tone of, like, just, like, this is just the way it's going to be now. Right. Like, either Robert Jordan should have presented the Sunshine in a different way. Mm. or Or, like, he shouldn't have seen, like, had us see Matt having to participate and engage and like granted that can make somebody be like well it's going to happen anyway right right. but again as we've said at length like matt is not the guy who would allow for the the injustices that they do participate in yeah so it's just it was so frustrating yeah uh so we get a lot of descriptions of the town and Mm -hmm. tuan and salusia like drawing it out like they'll go to this fabric shop and they'll look at the silk and then they'll move on yeah um for a lot of amount of time uh and he sees other people he sees a ludra talking to a salt merchant but guess what he still hasn't invented cannons he has not invented cannons yet that must be in the next it has I feel like to I've be been in the saying next that book. for four books straight. Surely in the next book, Matt will invent cannons. Um, so yeah. So then Tom he sees Tom go by reading his letter, and then we get this very pointed what could be so fascinating in a letter from a dead woman? A dead woman. Maybe those people on the road. No, I'm not going to think about them. I'm like, all right, Robert Jordan. We could get it. Be ghosts. more heavy handed. We get it. Oh my God. Um, Anyway, so, uh, and then he sees the eyes to die are in, and Edesina is like, you know, putting down her hood. Yeah. And people around can see that it's actually very stressful. It's so stressful. Because he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he loses Tuan and Seleucia. And he's like, and the dice are spinning faster. Yeah. And he's like, looking and he can't find anything so then he just closes his eyes spins in a circle and takes a step and starts walking and i was like i love you (laughs) i do this is great because he's finally like in a way this is more resignation like in ibu dar like he wouldn't just do the thing that he knew would work because he didn't want it to be true that 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 that's how it works yeah but now he's like fuck it fuck it 
this is what my life is my this is what my life is i might as well use it and like again this is a note where you see the resignation turn into using it as a tool in a very specific way yes um but we don't get that with some of these other resignations so that's i agree yeah that's the dissonance so he finds them in this shop and he's like oh my god just fucking buy something already Yeah, and he sort of is, like, very, like, to two, and he's like, if you're going to buy anything, it's here. I'm not going to exercise anymore. Right. And she sort of, like, smiles at him. and But it's, he notes that it's a smile for her, not a smile for him. Yeah. And I, I feel like we're back to, like, um the file parent, like, file-wanting parent to, like, be firm with her. And oh, show I didn't some think phone. so. That's what it felt like to me. That didn't, it didn't feel like that to me. Even though this, they finally do buy the stuff? Oh, yeah, no. But I don't think it was about the firmness. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's something else there with Tuan. Well, I hope so, because I don't want another one of those relationships. No, I agree. That would um, be upsetting. And then she spends all of his money on, like, a billion bolts of silk. Which is, and he has to carry And them. then he has to carry and them. He's and he's so aghast. Looks like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. And the the dice are like super intense by now and they get back to the thing and Julian is like rushing towards him and he's like, again, she's been hurt, like hurry. Mm -hmm. And like Matt's like, well, shit. And so he like they run and they like find uh, again and she's like, there's blood in her, like coming out of her mouth. Under the wagon. Under the wagon. Delman is like freaking out. Mm -hmm. And uh He's like, get one of the eyes to die. Right. Or he says, get one of the sisters. Yes. Um, and everybody's watching and Luca's like, this is all blowing up now. This is very mm-hmm. bad. Um, and but we find out. But we find out. That it was Renna. Yeah. Renna stabbed Aganian in the back and ran. Yes. Um, and then Tedzin shows up to help like heal mm-hmm. uh Again, we get a reminder of Matt's fox head and how it works. Everybody sees Teslin heal again. So that that covers and Matt's like fit. Mm-hmm. And uh Matt is like, okay, who's going after who's at who's gone after Renna? And Jillian's like, uh, Vannon. Vannon and mm-hmm. and uh the Red Arms, they went. Oliver too. He he went before he could. I could stop him. Mm-hmm. Luca is like freaking out because mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, now we're all gonna die." Right. And Matt doesn't understand because, despite the fact that Matt has been around these people for Ugh. like eight months or whatever, and it hasn't been that long, but no, whatever. But however long, long. Yeah. apparently he has learned literally nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Nothing. For a guy whose whole thing is supposed to be strategy mm. and knowing how people will move. I feel like Robert Jordan just like really was like plot, 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 yeah. plot. Yeah. Can't let him know this. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah. So he's just like, I don't understand why her. And again, and is like, well, I'm the only one who knew her secret, but that's not true either because Beth Amin and yep. Sita also. But they, they, the secret to them though, harms them. It doesn't yeah. harm Aganian. I guess I guess that's what she means. It just is weird because she's not the only one who knows. I um, I think the implication is she's the only one who knows that could hurt them with it. Right. And so then she just up and says it where there's all these people standing Which is amazing. Around, including Celestia and Tuan. So I was like, oh shit, like the daughter of the nine moons just found out. I know. 
And I love Matt's like, Matt whistles through his teeth and goes, now that would be a kick in the head for the Sasha. And again, it's like, it's so dissonant with the other sort of. I know resigned moments that he thinks it's yes. very strange um but anyway yeah so everybody is losing their shit um yep. so yeah everyone's free and matt's like well shit now i'm gonna marry someone who can channel Ugh. Woo! uh and so yeah so he, we find out that rena stole a horse um and uh vannon is following her and she's probably gonna reach this city where or this town where there are shanshan mm-hmm. um by tonight and she's yeah. moving really fast and he's like we might be able to catch her mm-hmm. and that's like there's no might about it we're definitely we, we have, have to, go. to. And he's um, telling Luca, like, you guys yes. need to pack up. You need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. If you don't want, like, a thousand Sanchan on right. your butts, basically. Um, he tells Julian, leave all the gold. Like, right. take everybody to the uh, uh, forest and I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. And Julian says, everybody? Mm-hmm. And Matt looks at Tuan. And he says, yes, everybody. Yep. Yep. As because much he's, as he's like, like, well, Shank. I guess I could leave her behind, but I'm not gonna. Well, this is him. This is like he's falling for her. And yeah. that's what Robert Jordan's like. He's as much as he was resigned to it, he mm-hmm. does want this. Yep. Um and then we get because, the chase. Yeah. Then we get the chase. But like weird because it's sort of a slow chase. Yeah, like they don't see her, and it's mostly just about like making sure that they don't ruin the horses, which is good. But you know, it's well, they uh... get to a point, and Vannon's like, "We can catch her by sunset, maybe." Mm-hmm. Um, but or we can go back. Is Matt's like, "Well, we could do that, or we could go back." And he has to make the choice. The dice are rolling, right. uh, and he's like, "Okay, we can make it. We're we're going after her." Right. And then they see her. Yeah, oh, this part was brutal, but it was so good. It was rough. Yeah, so she is so far ahead of them, and like she is uh, gonna reach this crest, and then she'll be visible, and the garrisons can see her, and there will be nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Matt. Well, oh, has brutal. to give the order for her to be shot. Yeah, because Harnan is standing there with his arrow knocked, mm-hmm. and Matt is. It's it's good. Like the the way this was written is good. The mat felt something flicker and die yeah. inside of him. He did not know what something. The dice rolled like thunder and shoot. He says, "Yeah." So this, I mean, we got a parallel to sort of with the parent, like yeah, you know, having them having to make these really rough choices. Except this choice was the necessary choice. It wasn't for not like right. That's right. Right. Yeah. I think the difference here, as yeah. often is with Matt, of mm-hmm. like his choices and his uh the things he does almost always matter yeah and almost always not just you know from like a writing and character perspective no, right. robert jordan has created the care yes. created a character whose choices have to matter yes and have to have impact because of the way he makes his choices right and so yeah it, it is an interesting parallel but I think Perrin loses out from it. Oh yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. I mean, I think Perrin's moment is amazing, and then, yes. but then this also, yeah, this choice does actually matter, um, and is really heavy. Um, and I guess like Olver is still there and has seen this too, but we neglect to mention that there is like a child with them. Because who all cares about Olver? Oh, 
Anyway, but then the dice stop. Like, Rena dies and doesn't get seen by the garrison, and the dice stop. And then he does the same vow as Rand, like, I'm never killing a woman again. And I'm like, could we not? Could we just stop? Could we not have this note? Like, why is this spreading to other people? One woman who is causing the deaths of a hundred people, some of them women, you're not going to deal with her? Okay. And she tried to kill a guinea. Like, I just can't. I no. so. She tortured. A, like, it's no. I hate that. None note. of it. I hate it. I yep. hate it a lot. I can understand having characters who have to deal with the weight of death. Yes. It is frustrating that it is gendered. Yeah. To tie it to like this gender binary nonsense is just it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I think it decreases the weight of the decision. Like, this is a human being. Yeah. So like you're like, well, it's just because she's a woman. Like if it was a dude, yeah. it would have been fine. You're like, no, like ordering no. death is hard and like should mean something. Um, anyway, all right, enough of that. <sighs> okay, so they make it back to the town. Uh, mm-hmm. and Luca hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> it's really funny. They're like hanging out with two. <laughs> yeah. And this, I did not, I genuinely did not understand what had happened here. Like, they're serving her pastries. Like, everybody's hanging out to her. I think Clearly the, in control of the situation. Yeah, this is the key where you were saying earlier. This is to show, like, Tuan. I guess that's right. Has, like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, and she, like, talked Tom and Julian out of doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah, she just, like, it's talked, wild. She just took over. Like, she 100% has so. taken over. He like gets there and Tuan is completely unsurprised to see him. And mm-hmm. then she just says, is she captured or dead? And he says dead. And he starts to ask Luca and mm-hmm. Tuan is like, I forbid it. I forbid you to mourn a traitor. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not like, I don't love this, but I also yeah. like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But not for the same reason. Not for the Tuan same reasons. Exactly. It, but I agree. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And like, she's, she's just like, like, well, I say it's justice, so therefore it is. And you're like, great, thanks. Like, <laughs> it's not. Her tone said that if she named a thing, then it was well and truly named. Oof. And that's like, oh, my God. I'm in trauma. Can we not? The, they are the worst versions of Bob and <laughs> Linda Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go that direction? I'm so sorry, but I just thought of Bob being like, fine, I'll do it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And Linda's like chaotic (laughs) and fully believes in all her rights to do whatever she wants. (laughs) I'm so sorry. uh okay so (laughs) all right so tuan has given val and luca a like personal protection letter and he's like i could do anything with this and she's like um you're not supposed to use that except for in dire circumstances yeah like she's like seriously (laughs) he's like oh yeah yeah, totally i totally won't you're right Um, like i agree yeah and then she's like oh by the way i specifically left some people out of that protection like can you guess who's on the list and then he notices that she's got the rosebuds pinned to her shirt and then he just starts laughing yeah i love this though it's like he threw his hat down on the floor and laughed with everything all his efforts he did not know this woman at all not a bit he laughed until his ribs hurt and you're just like oh buddy oh man i don't like it's frustrating because 
without the context, yeah. I like them together. Yes, totally. With the context, hate it. Yeah. Well, and again, like, why... like there are these moments where it works, even yeah. with the hating it. And then there are these moments where it gets like dismissed or hand waved and you're just like, oh, this is Well, so... yeah, they're the moments where you have to change the character yes. to make it work. And yeah. that's where it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, complicated, dark, forbidden romance, whatever you want to call it, like yeah. is a plot device that can work really well. Yes. Um, especially when you have one character who is badly in need of like a wake up call and redemption yes the consequences of their actions but, but again, i don't think that's not what we're getting <laughs> i don't think given the like we have to work with the sunshot mm-hmm. i'm like oh god we're not getting redemption. Oh, yeah, no we're not, we're not getting, getting we're, no. we're not ever getting like a realization Although, of, like, hey, this is super fucked up i guess supposedly now she knows the secret about yeah the domine and that's the true so like that's true who knows where we're going with that i think he's trying to set that up as like oh now she knows and she's gonna have to change some things well we'll see and like she's nice to domine so maybe maybe oh. she'll understand that they're humans okay right. chapter 30 chapter 30 oh my god where was it going Jesus, this chapter Literally, again, we're back to just talking. Uh, so Egwene wakes up. She, we're going to speed through this a little bit, yeah. I think. There's She's a lot like, of today's the day. We still don't know what her secret plan yeah, is. Yeah, today's the day. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Nisao comes in. We find out that another Aes Sedai has been murdered yeah. by Halima. Mm. Well, we don't, they don't, they don't know they that. They don't know. We know that. We know. Her head was like twisted all the way around, Ooh. which is awful. And Karen was one of the ones who was good at making Quendiar. Mm-hmm. So now, like, the plan is has to change. Up. Yep. Um. So Egwene's like, great. Now we have to use Bode Calpin, which is mm-hmm. Matt's sister, um, who is just a novice. Right. So now, right now, the only link between the two murdered, which is Anaya and Karen, were that they were both blue Asha. Right. And so she's like, Nisau, find out more. Mm-hmm. We find out that sisters are walking around holding Sadar because they're nervous. Um, I will say that this line, today of all days, she would not sit mired in gloom. Today of all days, she must follow her routine exactly. I was like, not on Rex Manning Day. I know, same. <laughs> no, we mustn't dwell. We mustn't dwell. Not today. <laughs> it's Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. I heard you. Like, uh-huh. oh, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we find out that like these families now are calling each other cousins. Right. And they're d- drastically decrease the amount of runaways, which like, cool, fine. Great. Great. Love it. Um, but everybody's yeah. very on edge because of the murders. Obviously. Obviously. So Gwen goes then... to her study tent. Yep. And, and then gets a lot of visits from a lot of people. So many visits. So many. Theodrin yeah. comes in and is like, Ramonda wants to see you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Then Amara, who is a uh, an accepted. accepted, right? Mm-hmm. Accepted comes in and is rude to Theodrin. Right. And Egwene scolds her. Mm-hmm. And Amara is like, oh, Lillane wants to see you. Right, like, okay. right. And in the meantime, um, Theodrin has passed Egwene a note. Yep. Uh, that is basically about like Romanda has set two sisters to go to Kyrie and investigate some tale that has the yellow sisters buzzing. Um, maybe Nynaeve was mentioned. And so I don't know if this is like the Rand and Nynaeve situation. Um, don't know. Because we actually haven't seen Nynaeve this entire book. 
right? No. Well, uh, we've seen references to her. We've seen reference to her, but we've not yes. been with her. No, I, like not, no, no. Just that POV. one Rand chapter. No, yeah. no, no. Naive POV. Yeah. No, no. Um. Uh, so yes. So then Suin comes in as she's reading the note. Uh, yep. And Suin is like, "Why is she passing you notes? Those are supposed to come to me." You're like, "Great." Um, I mean, she's not wrong. Egwene's no. like, "Why did she put her name on this?" Yeah, right. This is, is she trying to get spy. caught? Yeah. <laughs> and like, we find out Foul Lane has gone into hiding. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, it's it's basically like they're not feeling like realized to die. So she's like, mm-hmm. maybe it'll change once we get the oath rod. Right. But she's like, it doesn't. If they don't. If they doubt those two, you know, they're doubting me. And Suin's like, no, no, no. Like, you've totally won the, that battle. Yeah. Like, everybody takes you seriously. Um, and then we, like, get 14, like, well, I, then you might be like this. Or you might or be like this. this. Side, and you're this like, I am okay, moving on. Yeah, Shrine and comes then, in. Yes. And is a weirdo. Is a weirdo. Remember when she wasn't? Yeah. Remember when I miss was, those days. I miss those days. Yeah. There's like uh, a lot about Egwene's shitty chair. Oh my god! And then this whole bizarre situation with Shariam. She's like brought this paper from it's Tiana. It's so weird. And it's a report about the runaways. And Nicola has run Who away. Sucked. Like so... thank, thank God. Like can I never hear about Nicola ever again? Seriously. Please and thanks. I feel like this is not the last we've seen. Her. No, there's no way. Unfortunately. It's, unfortunately. But then you know. Egwene's like, oh, fine. Um, and then she's like, wait, why is she's been missing for three or four days? Like, what is going on here? Um, and apparently, like all of like everybody in Nicholas' family covered, and everybody was happy to for her to go, right? But like, sure, but you know, the group includes people who are from Eamon's field, and they're being punished. And Shrime is basically like trying to get Egwene to like focus on lifting the punishment for it's reasons so that don't weird. make any i don't like, understand Egwene's like does she think i'm going soft on them like right, that i right. would go soft on right because all Egwene wants to know and is asking yes. Shrine is like do they believe me about my dream about right. the sunshine coming because it's yes. a true dream yes and she's like mm, no not really sorry yeah Right. She had this dream that the Shanshan are going to attack and nobody believes that she's a dreamer because Anaya is dead. And everybody's just like, well, the Shanshan are a thousand miles away. They don't know how to travel. And like, if they're coming this way, we'll find out about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, famous last words. Uh, yeah, I'm very worried because I think I remembered something, but I don't know oh. if it's true or not. Yeah. So I'm but if it's what I remember, I'm going to be extremely upset. Okay. Um. Then my... <sighs> Myrel and Morv- Morvrin come yep. in yep. and don't seem to accomplish anything. No, I, they just like sit there it's and so are weird. weird. I don't understand anything that's happening. Because like Myrel comes in and starts to say, Mother, I've been thinking about the day Shadar Logoth was destroyed, but she mm. cuts off because then Megan comes in. Yep. And that I was like, why did you do this, Robert? I know. Because it's Morvrin, Myrell, and Megan. I know. And I, for half a second, I was like, wait, Morgaze is there? Because Morgaze is made up of Egden. And I, I know. like, I don't know what's happening. Like, why? Why? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so 
you know, Megan sends Suen out to get tea in this, like, very insulting manner, which, like... she used to be an ally to Suen, and now she hates Suen. And so now Myrell and... So Morvrin leaves, who comes in for no reason, as far as... I guess. Like, why was she even there? Well, Morvrin... Well, yeah, no, I don't know why Morgan no, was there. She like doesn't even say anything. It's so weird. Like she just comes in only but to leave again. Then Myrell and Megan are like refusing to leave, right? And, and they also hate ignoring each other. each other. So they're all just sitting there while Aguina is like reading papers. It's so bizarre. So and then Suen comes back in with tea, and then uh, one of Gareth Bryant's soldiers comes in mm-hmm. and is like, "Hey." Just so you know, raiders might have crossed over to this side last night with Aes Sedai, so we should be careful. Mm-hmm. And Egwene's like, okay, sure, but Aes Sedai are going to do whatever they want. Right. Just so you know. Right. <laughs> okay. The whole thing was code. Like yes. That, that yes. Obvi- yes. So, yes. like, it's, uh, since we're in Egwene's head, we know that the whole thing was code. Yes. But everybody's, like, confused about the interaction, which, fair, um, so they've got boats. Leanne is going to get boat. They'll ride away from camp before explaining what they were going to do. Um, and then Egwene, everybody's having to like be hard. She's like talking herself into not feeling bad about drafting boat into this. And yeah. this line, Egwene had been younger than boat when she was set to hunt black Ooh, sisters. No, my heart. Ooh. Like, remember that, Egwene? That was so I long know. ago. And it wasn't even that long ago, but it was for her. Yeah. For us. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was many pages ago. Let's put it that oh. way. Then Romanda shows up and is like, "The talks." Oh, right. The, they're the yeah. This is the last day of negotiations. Yes. We just skip over that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Romanda's like, because "The talks it are going. Matter. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter." Uh, she's like, "The talks are going badly. Like, mm. no duh." Right. Um, and and Ramonda's being like super weird. Yeah, she's like testing Egwene. She's you know she says something about sending ferrets in after Alida, which everybody's like, oh my god, did she find out about our ferrets? I know, right? <laughs> and then she decides that she's going to pick a fight about the kin, and Egwene like reveals her secret plan about which the, is like wild. What here like, in this space? She's I, like, so this is my idea with these random eyes that I like sitting around listening to what. <laughs> so weird i don't understand anything she's been thinking about for like two books doing and is like yeah this is how she's gonna put the idea out there like and of course ramon everybody freaks out yeah because she's basically like i think i said i once they want to retire should be able to go back on the the oaths and live out long Mm -hmm. lives because i think it's the oath broad that does this Mm -hmm. and Romanda freaks the fuck out. Yes. And is like, absolutely not. Right. Like, that's not happening. Uh, because she's like, oh, so we shouldn't take the oaths. And mm-hmm. Egwene's like, no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. And then Romanda leaves because she's like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the other two eyes to die are like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And Egwene's like, these are the facts. Don't know what to tell you. Right. The hall will decide. Would oh, you choose to die what? when you could live and continue? What? No, it's this is so not. wild. It doesn't make any sense for it her doesn't. to have said this, except for plot again, plot reasons. Plot reasons. She has to say it before the next thing happens because yeah. then uh, clearly it's gonna like something's gonna happen because <sighs> of it. But like ugh. <sighs> and then Lelaine shows up. Right. And, and is like more Megan is... and Myrell are still sitting there. But, like, then they're just, like, 
Okay, well, so Karen died, but then there's the the warder. Maybe mm-hmm. Myrell can take him. And Myrell's mm-hmm. like, well, shit. Well, I actually have four warders right, in right. her head, obviously. So um, then Myrell leaves. Yeah, she leaves. Without having said anything about without what saying she anything. to talk about. So and what's then the point of that? Megan is like, well, maybe there's a young blue who might take him. She's not interested in men that way. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. And then they're talking about green, how weird greens are. And Elaine then she brings up, comes up. brings up Elaine. Yeah. It's so strange. Right. Right. And Because and- then they use it as a way to talk about compelling men yeah. who can channel yeah. to. And Egwene is like, this is fucked. Right. Like, we're not doing it. Right. Right. It's so bananas. Elaine, like, basically is like, you should never have been Amarillyn in so many words. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Um, It is wild. This chapter is truly bananas. I don't. It is like, Robert Jordan was like, oh, shit, this book is ending. I got to put everything in here. (laughs) And I'm just going to do it through conversation. That don't make any sense. That are so disparate. We never find out why Megan came in. Like, she leaves with... Lelaine? Like, wh- I, like I don't wh- know. I, I don't I don't understand. Um and yeah, I, I like it's and then it's Egwene eating lunch and like thinking oh, this is a very parent moment too. She's like circular thinking about like yeah. all of the things that are going on and what's yes. the cost of being Aes Sedai and what is demanded by the tower and mm-hmm. all of these things. Uh and so then yep. she's like, All right, saddle Bella. I'm going out. Yeah, it's so weird. And she's like, don't tell anyone, Suan. And I was like, yeah. well, now I know what's going to happen. Because <laughs> she keeps being like, no one knows. I'm going by myself and I can't tell anyone. And Suan's not allowed to tell anybody. <sighs> and I'm going to pretend to be Suan while I'm writing. And so she goes to meet up with this whatever secret thing is the happening. The secret plan. The secret plan. And gets to Bode and is like, you're not going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yep. It's so annoying. I well, uh, wait. We haven't even gotten to the most annoying part yet. I know. Well, there's two most annoying parts actually. Um, so Bode is like, I can do it. Like Leanne said, I explained it to me. I can totally do it. And yeah. Egwene's like, doesn't matter. I'm doing it. Um, and Egwene is thinking very final thoughts. Like, well, she'll have time to learn. The tower could take all the time it needed to teach her. Like, it, these are very sacrificial thoughts. Um. And so she gets in this boat and they uh they like are paddling towards Tarvalin and something goes across the moon and, and she thinks it's a drag car. And then she's like, no, it's a bat. That's obviously the Shanchin. Like a Gwen. Obviously. A Gwen. Obviously. And then she turns the chain across the harbor into Quendiar. Why? Why? How I is that a know. plan? How I does don't that do- know. How, like, now you've turned it into unbreakable metal. How does that help you? I don't know. I mean, I guess. And then someone embraces the source. But wait, Something wait, wait. Sh- I need oh, a sorry. moment. Okay, this okay, is okay. the grand plan. I don't know. I never made makes sense. No this is sense. This literally felt like Robert Jordan. So, like, that happens. It doesn't make sense. Then yes, and then she, right, she something shoots yes. the boat, and she gets she drops in the water. Yes, and goes unconscious. Yes, 
and then she gets taken. Yeah, she gets captured by an Aes Sedai. Uh huh. Who uh, makes her drink fork root? Who makes her think fork root? Uh, because someone has been has betrayed her. But who? But who? Are like are you? She goes to do a what? As far as I can tell, is a completely bananas, no purpose plan. I like nothing. Somebody needs to explain to me why the hell turning the chain into Quendiar would help them. Nothing in this whole chapter made any sense. <laughs> it felt like such a cop out. Like you're building the whole time of like, yeah. Egwene is clearly gonna fuck up and right. get like I knew the yeah. second. I did not. I was just like, I don't understand what's happening. Oh my god! I knew she was going to do something dangerous. I just didn't. I didn't anticipate. I knew she was going to get captured or caught or something because of the way he wrote it, which was lazy. Mm. Like this was such a lazy ending. Yeah, I'm so furious. Yeah, like what? I'm not even. I don't even care. (laughs) I don't even care. Like I'm so mad. And, you know, I kept saying, so I, I was like, wait, what? And then I turned to the page and it said epilogue. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this was the moment I got the most mad because I was like, that's the end of the book. Like, it's are what? you nothing even freaking no. like, nothing happened. And I had been saying over and over, I'm like, oh, you know what Robert Jordan's going to do? Like, everything's nope. going to happen in the last no, 40 pages. Nothing happens. Nothing. And then the epilogue oh. is just Rand is about to meet with Sura. Wait, with Tuan. No, not even with Sura. Well, She's going to well, meet with Tuan. Well, because Bashir comes in and is I like, know. yeah. The Shanshin are going to meet with you. But Surath wants you to meet with someone called the Daughter of the Nine Moons. But they yes. don't know where she is. So that's, I don't know what they're talking no, about. No, no. Bashir says, apparently a member of their royal family has arrived. Right. Surath wants you, you to meet. You think they went, you think Matt and Tuan are with Yes, Surath? I do. I, want, I hate this book. Tuan has taken I over. Hate, I hate this book. I'm so upset. Like, I feel like that is exactly what it is. I'm so upset and <laughs> irritated right now i like can't even tell you like i it's so what the fuck like and again you can't put that in a fucking epilogue it's all it's all set up i'm so angry and i will say that like you know this is the second to last book that robert jordan did like there's a lot of discussion about like whether or not he knew he was sick blah 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 and like sure yes okay like i'm actually mad at the editors i'm so mad at his editing team like this is not but the thing is is like this book is all set up but like you're gonna put in an epilogue yeah yeah in an epilogue yeah that matt and tuan got to surah i mean that i'm assuming but don't you think it really feels like that's what has happened. I don't think you're wrong, but if that's what happened, I'm going to be fucking furious. <laughs> like, I just am. I... Uh, the best thing about this book is that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say that uh-huh. I don't think I ever read this book. I'm wondering if I read it. <laughs> I would I no, would have remembered I being this mad. About I did it. read it, and there were so many things that happened this book, and I was like, I have no memory of this. Like, I did not remember so much of this book, 
And I genuinely think that somebody must have told me, don't bother, just read the wiki entry. So I read that instead of this Ah. and then went straight into Knife of Dreams because I, there's no way I read this before. I think I must have read it, but I think maybe I, I don't know. I must have read it because I remember pieces of the Matt and Tuan stuff. Yeah. But I don't remember literally anything else. I and the stuff I remember about Matt and Tuan was in different books. So like like the stuff I remember most distinctly about Matt and Tuan was in either the last book or like is still to come, clearly. <sighs> um and so I I genuinely don't think I had read this book before. <laughs> I am so furious. Ugh. I'm upset. Ugh. We are being told. Yeah that it's uphill from like it, it's, I, it it's, can't it has to be i mean it's it gonna to get be. better from here it's gonna um i believe i believe that that's true i believe that this is gonna be better in the next uh, and we have a good omen right because you found oh your so copy <laughs> we were i am not at home which is why the sound sounds like it does today yeah. and not like usual sound because i'm uh staying at my parents for a couple days and we realized I didn't bring my copy of Knife of Dreams. And we're like, oh, we got we to figure out what pages we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, we probably have copies here. <laughs> so I found not one, two copies of the Knife of Dreams hardcover. <laughs> and I picked one up off the shelf and I opened it. And it's personalized and signed to me from Robert Jordan. Oh. Because that's the year I interned yes. at Tor was the year that uh, this book was mm-hmm. coming out. And I have the strongest memory of standing at the copy machine and copying the manuscript for Knife of Dreams and reading the last 10 pages. So good. So good. So So yes, good omens, Mm -hmm. hopefully. (laughs) Like, please. Please, Lord. It has, I mean, I know it's going to be better. Um, Because again, low bar. But like, yeah, it's so it was. This was such a frustrating book. It was so so frustrating. It was like, oh, and there were such there again. Always with him, there are these moments when it gets so good for a moment, and you're like, oh, this is you're amazing. Why is why this? Why? why we got like two moments of decentness in this yeah. book. Well, oh. anyway, now y'all don't have to listen to us complain about it anymore. That's true. Hooray you for don't everyone. have to listen to us be mad. <laughs> and we don't have to be mad. We don't have to. We don't have to anymore. Um, so as always, <laughs> if you're still here, yeah. keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. Next episode, we are starting Knife of Dreams, and we'll be doing the prologue through <laughs> Chapter 2, Inclusive. <laughs> Which is a little longer than we normally do, but Preeti cannot handle I can't. only doing the prologue. And we're actually going to be, oh, this is fun. We're going to be recording together in person on the yeah. next episode. Um, I'm going to go visit Preeti and it's going to be awesome. Uh, it is. So that'll be, be a, a cabin. We're going to be in a cabin. <laughs> that'll be a fun one. All right. Big thank you to Brian Dunn, Wheel of Time fan, musician, creator of the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can and should find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you are enjoying the show, please leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We hope it helps other people find the show and we like reading. (laughs) We just like it. We just like it. 
just do it because we like it that's right <laughs> um social media you can find me basically mostly blue sky these days at run with social. um what else am I doing oh my spider boy run is happening right Yay! now I was like there's something going something's on. happening uh spider boy I I think the third issue comes out this week on Marvel Unlimited awesome and yeah I'm like what am I even doing who knows <laughs> this year is also already like bananas. oh January has been bananas Rough. um I just keep waiting for things to feel a little more normal and I think I have to give up. It's never going to happen. It's never, um, never. Not going to happen. Uh, I am on, I'm back on Tumblr. Never, never end Tumblr. Um, and I'm on Litsy, L-I-T-S-Y, if you haven't heard of it before, which nobody has. Um, it's so funny. Like most of my feed is like seven years ago. This happened. Um, I know. I'm like actually going to go and download it again do right it. now. I'm I've been talking it. people into it. I like want us to have our own weird corner of the internet that is Hold just on. like people posting back on Litsy. Do it. Um, so you can find okay. me on Tumblr and Litsy as Jen IRL, J E N N I R L. I also have accounts on Instagram and Blue Sky. Uh oh, and I guess my Twitter account still exists. X, excuse me, whatever. Um, if you're tagging me on Instagram, it's I am Jen IRL, and it's Jen IRL everywhere else. Uh, and I am on the SFFEI podcast talking about all things science fiction and fantasy. Uh yeah. Oh, and you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tarvalon or bust. It's a way to keep up with the show and also gets you into the discord which we talk about all the time obviously biggest thank you to our patrons zane s james b caitlin e brandon g noisy caribou raymond h josh m cisnerd holly h abby h Tracy P, Rachel H, Ian M, Volahir, Matt Dave, Simon K, Pevin, Gretchen W, Klista R, Catherine, support your local library, Asmodian's Moody Harp Playing, Leah B, Molly B, Sedant N T, Jennifer P, Anastasia L. Jessica D, Laura M, Spencer, Jarvis, Jonathan, Bruce L, Benjamin A, The Bitter Fig, Nate M, Joanna S, James C, Druidus Cleodna, Stevani, Johanna R, Christina M, Lizzie R, Kate G, Ariel, Holly B, Elizabeth M, Ryan M, Zach H, Eleanor, Justin H, Fred, Robin, Lisa D, Jordan Z, Saga N, Josh S, Robert J, Ben P, G Todd, P Footy, Ross P, Tobin T, Megan, David N, Ariel B, Michael, Linnea M, Lindsay W, Julie, Danielle G, Dan B, John A, 
Clara H. Carly. Brendan O. Mary. Caroline P. Joe E. James K. Joseph S. Ryan M. Sarah R. Helen D. Joshua M. Michael D. M. Lethem. Janae H. Jennifer P. Christina G. Chaitali S. Charlie E. Arcade. Stephen S. James. Ruth A. Jetlag Jessica. Mandarb the girl, not the horse. David U. Meridim Mimi K. Amanda. Heather J. Christina M. Sirius G. Olivia K. Joshua S. Nicholas E. Michelle S. Michelle D. Destination Toast. MJ. Kat S. Thomas K. Elizabeth F. Emily. Evans K. Ola J. Yulia S. Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time. But it is an ending. Bye.